everyone, Sarah Brown Wessling here from the Council of Chief State School Officers National Teacher of the Year program. And I am so excited to announce the third season of Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. CCSSO's National Teacher of the Year program provides a platform for exceptional educators to elevate issues that affect teachers and their students, to expand their leadership roles, and to inform policy and practice. In this season of the podcast, 2022 State Teachers of the Year will teach us about the lessons their students keep talking about. Maybe it's the one that they come back to years later and tell the teachers about, or maybe it's the one their most recent students have asked for over and over again. This season, we are honored to have two past State Teachers of the Year conducting the interviews themselves. You'll hear Stacy McAdoo, 2019 Arkansas State Teacher of the Year, John Arthur, 2021 State Teacher of the Year, and me in conversation with our teachers throughout this season. I invite you to listen to these incredible stories. This is Sarah Brown Wessling, and I am so excited to be here today with Jessica Somm, the 2022 Arkansas State Teacher of the Year. Jessica, welcome. It's wonderful to have you here today to talk about your classroom. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Fantastic. Okay, so can we just start with um, a little context? Just tell us a little bit about what you teach, where you teach, if you want to tell us a little bit about your community, just so we kind of get the picture before we dive in. Absolutely. So I actually, uh, I teach in Cabot, Arkansas, and I have kindergarten through fourth grade special education, but I'm in a self-contained setting. Um, Some districts call it special class. um, And so it's a one to 15. And I have students in kindergarten through through fourth grade. I've had all grades every year and they just have very diverse um, abilities and come to me with different background experiences. We have a really high uh, military connected community here with the Little Rock Air Force Base close. And so sometimes we have children in and out at different times. Um, That's not unique to a lot of communities, but we see a lot of kids come in from out of state, not just from other areas within our state. Um, And even sometimes from other countries, Little Rock has a lot of people that also go to Japan and Germany. So their educational experiences are often very different when they arrive at our school in our district. Yes. Absolutely. So um, do you have students from all grade levels in your room at the same time, or is that Do you kind of work with one grade at a time? So I have all grade levels all day long. Um, They spend the majority of their day with me. We really push for as many meaningful, inclusive opportunities as possible. Um, One thing that we have had to prioritize and just really time manage is making sure that every student gets to go to activity with a general education class that is their grade level, lunch and recess. And then depending on where their strengths are, where else can we push in and have some good learning um, that benefits them and and is appropriate for them. So um, the door's revolving though, we have therapists in and out, we have students moving. So besides our morning time and our very end of the day, it's very fluid who's in and out throughout the day. It it can be quite busy. I have to have the timers on my phone for lunches, activities, or or we forget. (laughs) I can imagine. Yes. I can imagine. And whenever, you know, you open those classroom doors and have a, you know, more folks come in, you know, it's just, it, it expands, right? It, expands, it does. Right? 
It does. And I have amazing, I had some of the best paraprofessionals. Um, I was very fortunate with that. So I had great support. But yes, sometimes therapists, they want to push in and do learning in the classroom, which I love and I think is great, especially if it's something we're already working on and they can come in and support that. And it's another expert from another field coming in to make the learning that much better. Um, but it is very busy. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. So um, I am really excited to kind of dig into your classroom. And I would love to hear about a lesson you've taught that your students you know, keep talking about, the, the thing that they love. So, I, you know, I was thinking a lot about this because our lessons vary so much. Um, and we're a lot of independent work or small group work at tables. Um, but something that it really, it's kind of evolved through the years is I really had a great morning meeting time. And when I first started, um, the ability levels in my class were extremely, extremely diverse. Um, we had the opportunity to move students out to less restrictive environments in that first and second year. And then of course COVID came and that changed everything because students were more limited where they could leave or how we could sit and how we could collaborate. Um, but what that morning time that, that like, precious time that we all have together in the morning. I really invested these last two years in a solid morning meeting time and something that I just found everyone could participate in just in different ways. And everyone could have um, a great experience with, and they loved is when we did the weather and um, it was, the weather was just so interesting to them. I mean, I had a student one year, I was like, I want to be, I want to be a meteorologist. I want to do this. And I started noticing like everybody loves this time. And so um, it just, it was a really neat. uh, We started every morning dancing as we kind of gathered together, but the weather was one of the first things we did. And we had a song that we sang of how's the weather. Um, But it was just neat to see everyone could contribute and everyone could feel like an expert. And that was so important to me is that no one could say, I don't know how, or they, they could get scared. They, there was something I could ask them and it could get harder and harder each year as the year goes um, that made them feel like they could be that expert and they did have knowledge to share. Isn't that just, uh, I think, amazing how um, anchoring that kind of repetition can be because it's the thing, you know, you can count on it, right? You can count on when I come here, we start this way, we dance, we sing this song, we take a look at the weather. I mean, it's kind of what we do as adults, right? We have, we establish some routines and they help us get ready to have a good day. Yes. And I just, I noticed that when we really committed to that, because with everything changing and it was hard to say, okay, at this time we are starting this no matter what, you know, I may be over here still trying to put attendance in really fast, but I could start the song or I could call everyone to the carpet. Um, but I, it just was so important. And I, I think there's great value, uh, especially with students with exceptional needs of having that routine and knowing I'm going to show up. This is safe. This is predictable. Um, when I forgot a piece of it, they knew to remind me and it's, Oh, yep. Sorry. Or we got busy or I got distracted. Like Miss Solomon, you did not do this. <laughs> and so yeah. I pull them back, but it was so neat because, you know, some of my youngest learners, my ones that struggled a little more, they could talk, well, what would we wear for this weather? Or they can easily go to the window and observe. And then we would use some of those bigger words. We wouldn't just say, oh, it's hot. 
well, you don't, you're not feeling the heat. So we could add in some vocabulary. What are you noticing? What are you observing? Um, and try to add some bigger words in. Uh, we'd have that weather report on my screen and we could talk about percentages. What is the chance of rain today? So some of my more advanced learners, they're learning percentages. They're able to use those words and really contribute in a bigger way um, and just observing what's the high and the low. What do you predict tomorrow will be like? What would, what would we wear then? Um, and just, there was always a way for students to contribute. And I mean, they loved it. And I, every day I kept thinking, are they going to get, you know, do they get tired of this? But they don't, they want, <laughs> Hey, I want to be the one to go up there today. And um, some of my students, there was a group of them that were struggling so hard with our higher number identification. Well, the high and the low temperature, especially in Arkansas, can be pretty high. <laughs> Those numbers are big. Yeah. It practice skills. I mean, we could take data on IEP goals just from this meeting. Um, and so it was just such a great natural way to see these are why these skills are important. These are how you'll use these skills. Yeah. Is this a job you could do in the future? It, it just kept right. expanding. And um, I loved that. I loved seeing that um, happen for my students and, and in our classroom. You know, I think it's so um, inspiring to hear how you've taken something that someone on the outside might say, this is a nice way to get started every day, right? But I hear you talking about making predictions and synthesizing and noticing patterns and yes. like all of these really central skills that we're all trying to help our students grow in. And so it's really inspiring to hear how you you know, have taken this routine, but you've made it so much more than let's talk about the weather, right? Like the, that's just kind of like the conduit, but it's really all of these other skills that, that you're focusing on. It is. And it was so, you know, we had one year where we had a meteorologist from a local news station come in and teach them. So then not only was the interest there, but this is a future, this is an opportunity. And I, um, I was listening to someone speak maybe the end of last year, beginning of this last school year. And they said, you know, we've stopped asking students, like, where are you going to college? What is this? We've said, what are your next steps? What is that next step? And I, I really try to shift my mindset with that with my students. Like, what are the next steps for them? How is this translates to real life? You know, that independence, I need to be able to wake up and know I have to wear a coat today or, yeah. you know, these sandals aren't going to yeah. work rain boots or tennis shoes and really applying that to the independence that I, that I just so push for them. That is, you know, so important. I think even for the parents at this young age to know there is opportunities for independence, even for our kids with the most significant needs, they can be independent and they can have meaningful lives and jobs, careers in a future. Uh, and it start, you know, I, on my door, it says, welcome to the foundation of your future. And all these little, I mean, yeah, I love, I love it because it is, it's, this is the foundation and this is the starting point. What are we going to do to make those next steps happen and make your life meaningful? Not, you know, not just academically, socially with friendships um, and that, that career, career and community ready, you know, that's, what's important. Absolutely. So um, I've heard so many wonderful things that your students are able to experience, you know, mm -hmm. through the morning meeting. Um, I'm also curious about what you've learned about teaching and learning from kind of your focus on this part of your day. I, I think it was so much, um, I, you know, I came into a self-contained classroom. I had taught pre-K before um, 
And I, I was not prepared. There was nothing that could have prepared me in school for teaching such a large, a wide range of abilities, um, not just in age, but just what, where they're at and what they're able to do. Um, and I really, as I saw these interests develop, as I saw what they were able to do, that presumed competence became such an important piece of just my heart and my mission for them of like, I have to, I have to give them the chance without, if there is some reliable data that says, they cannot do this yet. Okay. Then I need, I need to step back and evaluate what I can do to help them get there. But without that data, I need to assume that they can. And by giving them these opportunities, I started to see, oh my goodness, these students, they know a lot more than I'm just initially giving them credit for, or especially a new student than that IEP says, you know, we get this, sometimes this list of can'ts, this child can't, they can't uh, without the focus on the strengths. And um, yeah. it's hard. You, you, you've you got to look past that piece of paper. And this is someone's most precious possession. This is a child right. and they can. Um, and so it really seeing them come alive. And I mean, sometimes I just sit back and I'd say, you go ahead, take, you're the meteorologist today, you lead, take it on and just see yeah. where they came alive. Like this, this is their future. And I get to, you know, pay, play a little piece and letting them see the opportunity. And it, it radically changed me as an educator. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I, um, I would just love to spend a day in your classroom. I think it would be so amazing and so um, eye opening and so fun. It, it is a um, it is a fun place. And we just we commit to joy and that, you know, when when school is not a burden, when it is a place that you show up and, you know, my teacher may have had a, had a tough morning, but she loves me. She's going to keep me safe and we're going to have fun. It's going to be hard. It's it's always going to be hard. But we're going to persevere. And we're, it's just yeah. kids deserve that. They deserve a joyful yeah. teacher committed to making life good for yeah. them. They do. They do. I can't think of a better way to end this. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the, that's the line. That's the moment. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, this piece of your classroom with us. I am definitely going to hang on to the, the reminder of the importance of joy and the, that idea, like the foundation, this is the foundation of your future. Right. Yes. I love, I love that. I love thinking about, um, you know, students walking into your classroom every day and like knowing this is the beginning to so much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today, too. I really enjoyed this. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the latest series of Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Please share these lessons on social media with the hashtag NTOY22. That's hashtag N-T-O-Y-2-2. You can also catch up on the last two seasons on our website at ntoy.ccsso.org. While you're there, you can also learn more about and find ways to support all of our efforts to elevate teacher voice through the National Teacher of the Year program. Until next time.